Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. So here I am in uh, Matthew chapter 21. That's where I'm going to take my text today. Matthew 21 and verse number 41. Matthew 21 and verse 41, if you're there, shout amen. Amen. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ? That's what I'm preaching today. What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, The son of David. He saith unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? And no man was able to answer him a word. Neither durst any man from that day forth ask him any more Questions. Father, we thank you for the day, the chance to be in the house that God built. We thank you, Lord, for all the little houses that's in here today that you built. And I pray, God, that you would guard us today, fill my mouth, guard my tongue, and preach me inside the bounds of this writ. I pray that the word would go out and touch the hearts of the people and the people be stirred by the Spirit of God. If there be lost ones here today, I pray you'd save them, God, and the saint of God. I pray you'd encourage them. And Lord, I know you're seeking them today. Let us seek you. I'll praise you for everything that's done. I can't do anything without you, Lord. I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I I need you today. Help you preach here for a little while. I'm going to praise you for everything that's accomplished. I ask it in my king's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen, I want to try to preach just, just as brief as the Lord will allow me on what think ye of Christ. Now we have here Jesus is on his way to die. It's, not, it's on the horizon. It's not far away. You'd have to go back a couple of chapters and, and you'll find when he enters in, here's what you're going to find. You're going to find first that he curses a tree. He walked up to this tree. The tree didn't have any fruit on it. He cursed that thing. It withered up and died. What does that say to us? Well, I think the tree's a picture of Israel. There was no fruit on them and there's a dead bunch, but spiritually making an application for us, he's looking for some fruit on us. He said, you're gonna know the tree by the fruit it bears. I hope we're bearing the right kind of fruit, don't you? Amen. So he cursed a tree. Then he comes into the temple. Now he's already cleansed the temple. This time he's coming in on business. He could have done a lot of things. He's coming to the temple. What's he want to do? He's wanting to share the truth with them. I hope you come today expecting this. I've got no lies to tell you. I'm going to share the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. What is that? That'd be the Word of God. If we're sharing anything other than the Word of God, it's susceptible to, to, to falsehood. But when you're sharing the Word of God, my friend, you can take her to the bank. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not, shall not pass away. I'm glad that the Word of God's going to stand 
when the world's on fire. We see him curse a tree. We see him come in to the temple. Now, at this particular time, here's what you're going to find. You're going to find him continuing to teach. He continues his teaching. He says, and they don't like what he's got to say. People are offended by the word of God today. Jesus said it is impossible, but that offensive come. I mean, when, when you take the word of God and you begin to preach and, 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 and expound on the word of God, you begin to, if you, you know, you can mention sin in general and nobody's offended. But just don't, I like what uh, Billy Mitchell preached one time on the maniac of Gadara. He said, solve all our problems, but don't kill our hogs. He named a bunch of hogs that night. Weren't some, some people weren't too happy. But you can begin to name particular sins. He's pointing out to him, here's the problem. Their number one problem was they didn't know who he was. They knew a lot of things. They were clueless as to who he was. When the Pharisees are gathered, now you're going to find, there's, let me touch this briefly. There's a group, there's three different groups here. There's the Pharisees, the Herodians, and the Sadducees, and none of these guys liked each other. They didn't like each other. But they had a common enemy, which was Christ. They all, they disliked or despised, utterly despised Jesus, and so therefore they had a common enemy kind of brought them in together as allies. It's kind of like China and Russia today. They don't particularly like each other, they just hate us more than they hate each other. More to come on that at a later date. So here we come. Now Jesus is speaking. He's, straight, he's tried to straighten them three groups out with no success. And he asked them, what think ye of Christ? Now I'd like to take that. They don't think he's the son of God. They don't think he's Messiah. He hasn't come in the way they anticipated him coming. He didn't ride in with the army behind him and overtake the entire Roman Empire and set his throne up in Jerusalem and reign and rule. He didn't do those things. He come in a different way. His ways confound the wise, amen. So he didn't come in the way they were looking, but he come and because he didn't come the way they thought he would come, they wouldn't believe him. He may appear to you in a way that you're not anticipating him appearing unto you. You better beware, have your ear listening ears on. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Amen. And let us hear what God's got to say. But I'm afraid today that there's a much, there's a there's many people, and I've watched a lot of videos in the past week of people that just utterly detest anything to do with Christ. You can mention anything, Cameron, under the world. You can talk about God. You can talk about Allah. You can talk about the Hindu religion, Confucius, Buddhist. You can mention all them things, and it doesn't fuzz one feather. But when you mention that name, Jesus, it upsets the apple cart. It turns them over. Now they're, they immediately the fence and the bound go up, and they're not having, having much conversation with you. 
So I would say today to you that times haven't changed any. I believe, Brother John, it's much like that same day, that day right there. What is that? Here's what it is. They still don't know who he is. Whom do ye think Christ is? Here's what it boils down to. People don't think, and I'm going to get mention some church issues here. People don't think that he can do what he said he'd do. Whom think ye? Whom think ye that he is? Better question, what do you think he can do? Well, it's not just what you think. The Bible's very plain. There's a lot of things, Brother Matt, I know. But I want to preach on what you think about him. Can he do this? Can he save lost people? Can he save lost people? People say, save, save from what? Here, uh, number one, you ask somebody, are you saved? A lot, uh, often the response is, from what? Save Frank, from the wrath to come. Do you know anything about the wrath of God that's to come? No, no, clueless, clueless, unconcerned. Act like it's never going to come. I don't think it's coming. My friend, it's right on the verge. I think God's rattling the cage, turning the water off one place, turning it wide open in another, allowing the devil to set things on fire. Storms have come. Epidemics have come. God's rattling the cage. These are the very things he said he'd do in the Palestinian covenant if you turned your back on him and people don't believe it's him. What thank you, Christ? You think he can save people? You better believe he can. If they'll come. We find, we find Luke chapter 19, about verse number 10. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save. That which was. That's why he come. Do you think he'll come? You think he'll save people? Yes. I'm afraid we sat through so many meetings where he doesn't save someone. We're getting to the thinking he won't save them anymore. He's still saving folks. I found his word to be true. I found that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I used this in the funeral of Sister Janet Friday, and so it's fresh on my mind. It's when Uncle Ronnie, my uncle by marriage, Betty's baby brother, was, was Ronnie was, had a speech impediment and he was a little slow. He just, uh, and he lived in a group home over here and he, I'd been preaching to him and preaching to him over there in the old sanctuary and Ronnie couldn't see. Had, had the same RP that the, a lot of the rest of the family's got and he couldn't see. And so I knew God was dealing with him. I could look, Jerry, I could look at him, brother, and see that God had just conviction was all over him. No, Ronnie had stand back there, and then the, he sent word by Betty. He said, said, Mike, he wanted to come forward, but he can't see how to get up front. I said, well, I'll solve that problem. I went to the home where he was, and I said, Ronnie, and he is on the porch waiting on me. 
He said, I knew you was coming to that. He didn't have a cell phone. I hadn't called nobody. Hadn't said a word to nobody about nothing. Told Betty, and I don't think she'd talk to him. So he's on the front. He said, I knew you was coming. I said, Ronnie, you know you need to be saved? I know I do. I said, well, you want to pray? He said, no, I want to go to the church. I want to go to the church. So I said, okay, let's get you in the truck. That was a chore. Loaded Ronnie in the truck, brought him over here in the old sanctuary. He wanted to go up front. I want to go up front. He couldn't kneel down. He said, can I sit down? Can I just sit down right there? I said, sit down, Ronnie, sit down. He sits down on the altar. And I said, now, Ronnie, I asked him, the, here's the question. You believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God? He said, I do. I said, you believe, you've heard me preach it, and you believe that God, that he died for our sin and God rose him, raised him up on the third day? He said, I believe it. You know, the Bible said that's all you got to be saved is to believe. I said, Ronnie, would you pray the Lord? And I'll not, I can't put words in your mouth. I'll not lead you in a prayer. I want you to pray. And Ronnie, uneducated and with a speech impediment, he bowed his head, Junior, and the tears began to fall out of his eyes. And he said, Lord, ask him just like a little kid asking a daddy for something. He said, Lord, would you save me? I said, hallelujah. He said, if you ask, he'll do it. And right there, praise God, Ronnie got gloriously saved. How do you know that the spirit bears witness? He got up crying. He's wiping his eyes. He said, let's go tell Betty. I want to tell somebody. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confessions made unto salvation. He wanted to tell somebody. And then he wanted Janet and Jolene called. He wanted them all to know. Ronnie's got saved. You think he can save somebody? Why would you not be saved today if you think he can do it? Why would you? What think ye of Christ? He's still saving. But here, church, if you think he'll save you, won't you try? Won't you try? Try him today. Why would you put him off? Do it today. Not only can he save, but here, I want, I want us to get this. Christian, Christian, those guys right there had a lot of problems. And you know what he's doing today? What he could have done then? What he does today? He still solves issues. He still solves your issues. One of my favorite messages to preach and one of Wade Stover's top five other than Jim McComas' messages is, is cast thy burden. See there, he knew what was going. Psalm 55, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. Glory to God. You got an issue you need solved today? Listen, my friend. Cast your burden on the Lord. We act like the Herodians, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. We like act like we don't have an issue today. If I'm being kind right here, I would guesstimate that 50% of the people in this room has got an issue right now. They need to give to the Lord. And I'm being kind, it's probably a lot higher than that. He's the issue solver. He'll not only save, but he'll solve. Say, well, he can't do it. Brother, you're just like the Pharisee, the Herodian or the Sadducee. 
That's what you think of Christ. You think he can't. I want you to know he can't. Now, let's go somewhere that's a touchy subject right here. In the matter of health, we're dealing with this in our family and in my church family. Newt's watching right now. And Newt, when I talked to Jane the other day, said, tell him, by stripes I am healed. That's right, brother. My son's father-in-law, Arnold Rich, going through massive chemo right now. They shaved his head yesterday. Arnold's in a difficult place right now. He still solves the issue. If you belong to him and he built that house, he's going to let that house stand until he doesn't tear the house down. He's a house mover. He just moves the house. He just brings the big rig in and jacks that thing up and sets it down and says, now, bring it to where I want it to be. Hallelujah. Here's what we say in hillbilly land. When we're, we're somewhere and everything's closed, I use this in the funeral too. It's just on my heart, kids. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not really sorry. It's just on my heart. And here's what we'd say when we got done, Don. Where are you going? I'm going to the house. Where'd you get that idea, preacher? In my father's house are many mansions. When I leave here, he's taking the little house to the big house. <laughs> Glory to God. Hey, he can solve your issues today. Now, it doesn't, look, so any issue that you get resolved here is going to be temporary. It's a temporary. If he solves your health issue here, it's a temporary healing. He solves your hurt. Here, look, look, there's going to, he'll take the hurt away, but when we get there, it's done forever. Got any issues? Thought about handing out pens and papers today. I saw a preacher do this one time. I might have done it myself. He had a garbage can sitting up front. I can't remember. And, and, and he had handed out pens and papers, and people wrote it down and come and throw it away and prayed to the Lord. I thought, that's great. Because don't bring it here and then get back up with it. You, what you do is you bring it here and you get up. And if, if that res, issue is resolved temporarily, praise God. If it's a permanent resolution and he's going to take you home to glory, all I can do is say, bless God, heaven's got to be better than this. Amen. If heaven's not better than where you're at right now, we're all fools. Say, oh, but you don't understand. You don't understand. Oh, yeah. I think I fully understand. Paul said it like this. The guy who had been there, I'll take his word for it. Paul had been there and seen it. And Paul said, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. He had, <laughs> well, I'm about to preach myself like this. He had seen the city, glory to God. Don't you know one glimpse? And the Lord said, don't write it down, Paul. You can't write that down. It's so good, it's too good to tell. He solves issues, but in order for him to do it, you've got to trust him. In order for him to save you, you have to try. Take him at his word. In order for him to solve your issues, what thank you, Christ? He could have solved their problem right there. 
They didn't think he could do it. They didn't think he was Christ. Last today's this. I had another thing wrote down, written down for this this morning. And in the pre-dawn hours, God spoke to my heart. And I think this is special for somebody right here today. Now, I don't know who you are. But these boys were all here in an upheaval. They were all, they were disturbed. They didn't like him, but they wanted Christ. He didn't come the way they wanted him to come, so he couldn't be him. He does things in our lives. I don't understand why he does what he does. Sometimes he lets me run full board. Sometimes I hit the wall. And sometimes things I think I'm sure about, oh, I'm sure about this. And God said, hey, no. I'm wondering why that is. <laughs> One old preacher I read after yesterday said, if it was all predictable, wouldn't it be an awful life? He said, the life of the Christian is very unpredictable in this life. For in this life, we'll have tribulation. But in the life to come, one you're talking about, hey, we know what's there. Here's what he's able to do, and I want to read you the definition of this word. I'm sitting there, and I had another thing down for this, and it, it, God just checked me on it and said, hey, here it is. You think he can save? I know he can. You think he can solve? I know he can. You can't be saved until you try. And he won't solve it until you trust him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Amen. You think he can soothe? That word soothe means this. That's what he would have done for this group right here if they'd have trusted him. The word soothe means to gently calm persons or feelings. Reduce pain or discomfort. Calm persons or feelings. Oh, yeah. And Gordon used this verse in Sunday school this morning, confirmed it for me. In, 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 in Philippians 4, and I think about verse number 7, he said, And the peace of God which passes understandings, it'll keep you heart and mind through Christ Jesus. It just takes that mind and when the chaos has come and the trouble, say, I haven't had it yet, just keep living. It's just around the corner. You're going to need some help one of these days and there's no helper like Jesus. It's a coming and you know what you're going to need? You don't need that. Praise God. You're going to need him to show up and soothe your situation. He can solve your issues, but you're going to find yourself in a situation one of these days that there's no answer for this, and you don't understand it, and that's trouble more than you've ever had. You feel like you can't breathe and the weight of the world's on you. Some family members hurt you more than you ever dreamed they could hurt you. Something's went wrong at work. One of your children's done something against you. You can't believe they've done it. You got a spouse treated you wrong or a child or something's gone wrong. I mean, it's bad. 
and you're a child of God and this shouldn't be happening to you. And all of a sudden in all the chaos, call on the Holy One of Heaven and listen to listen to that sweet, still, small voice. When he comes by, he says, I've got you. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. I'll rest you. I'll take you. I'll hold you. I'll keep you. I'll carry you through this storm. But you've got to trust me. What do you think of Christ? You think he can save you? You think he can solve your issues? You think he can soothe you? I can check every one of those boxes. Say amen, amen, amen. I've experienced all three of them things. I experience them on a pretty regular basis. Not being saved, can't be saved at one time. But I've been saved, praise God. And I'm telling you, many of the times I've seen something soft, he's soft. Many of the times I've been to be, calm me down, calm me, Lord. Give me that peace. Huh? Put it in my mind and in my heart. Soothe me. Listen. God sent me give me this message for this day and this time. There's not a doubt in my mind. I begged the Lord for three days for what to preach this morning. I begged him for three days what to preach. And he knows. And if you're worrying about crying babies in here this morning, you need to see me after church. I know hundreds of churches that would give their right arm to have a baby crying in their service today. They're all old and about five years away from the church closing because no babies in the building. Y'all get busy and have me some kids. <laughs> the only ones took me up on that of late, Brianna. Where are they at? Oh, other Bree. Oh, Bree number two, glory to God. You're glad your name's not Brianna, aren't you? <laughs> How many times Jimmy Pleasant in the last years he come by and I can tell by what you post and he soothes you with the word of God. What do you think today? What think ye? Well, I'm not saved. I think I'll just wait a while. You better get saved today. Amen. Now's the accepted time. Today's the day of salvation. It's not later. It's now. I got some issues, but I'm just going to take them back home with me. Why would you do that? Do you think he can't resolve them? I need some soothing, preacher. You, uh, listen, tell him about it. He already knows. He just wants you to confess it to him. I think I'll just sit here and be like a Pharisee or a Herodian or a Sadducee because I don't think he can. If I had times for testimony in this building today, I could have countless, a, a large number of people stand up 
and give countless testimony of the time Brother John Meade that he's come by in the deepest, darkest time. And you're thinking, oh God, how am I going to get through this? And he walks on that storm, steps on the water, Michael, like you sing about, here he comes. She's going to play something soft. You're going to stand to your feet and bow your heads with me. If you need to pray, you know you're welcome to come. Heads are bowed. People are praying already. I'm going to ask this question today. Are you here and unsaved? Are you here and you're not saved? No one's looking around. Would you just step out and come forward and meet one of these men or women at the altar today and say, I'm not leaving here unsaved. Would you come right now? Would you come right now? Come. Come now. Don't wait. Come now. Leave with assurance in your heart that everything's good between you and God. What about all this stuff in my life? He'll take care of that later. First things first. Get him in the prominent place in your heart. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then these things are added unto you. People still coming to pray. Are you coming? Would you come now? Come now. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. You need to come right now. Come now. All you got to do is come and call. Just come and call. Say, Ron, like old brother Ronnie. Just come and sit down. Say, Lord, would you save me? I'll never forget if I live to be 100 years old. And the look on his face and the countenance changed. And he got up happy. And he said, I know, I know, I know. Would you come right now? People are still coming to pray. Look, it's never going to be easier than it is right now. God's asking. He's bidding your heart. You feeling? Saying, come, would you come? You're here today and you're carrying a bunch of issues around with you and you need some help with those. I imagine that many of these that have come are praying about that. Would you come? You've got something in your life that's rough and difficult and it's hard to bear. Won't you let him soothe you today? Nobody can put the salve on the sore like Jesus. And let him soothe you. Let him just soothe you and love on you and hug you and let you know, glory to God, here they come. People coming, people coming. You coming, you coming. Hey, look, they're coming to get some help today. They know where their help is. I know he can do it. Well, thank you, Christ. Glory to God. I think he can take care of anything that's wrong today. If you're lost, he can save you. You're troubled, he can help you. Look, he may not take the trouble away. He just makes yeah, gives you the strength to endure. People still coming. Are you coming? Hey, Randall, get that song for me. You know that will come unto me. People still coming. Are you going to come? You need to come. How rough's the sea that you're riding on today? You need some help? 
Bless the name of God. If you need some help, you'll come and get it. Say, why can't I pray anywhere? Yes, but there's something about coming before a congregation of people and humbling yourself before God and calling on his name. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.